Black Tribers, welcome. Here we are in the, the end of February. Yay. We're getting ready to start G42, February 2021. Hey, we're excited to get a whole brand new podcast going. Yes. A series, a couple, right? One or two. And uh, we are in our New Horizons Foundation um, studio. We've got this cool mic. Look at this, man. We're getting all it's, fancy. It's kind of right in my face. But it, we, we struggle a little bit because even with high heels, I still am so much shorter than you that it's hard to get us in the same frame. But I'm here. You're I'm there. Just you little. look great. I could put you on a box if you want. Hey, um, uh, you're, only if you're watching on our Patreon are you seeing our video issues with Lisa's uh, height or lack of height. Um, <laughs> You're watching this on Wednesday on our just exclusively for our patreon.com slash Carrie and Lisa Black users. Uh, Also, this comes out on our podcast every Friday. Uh, CarrieandLisaBlack.com is where our coaching is, our life coaching. It's exploded on us quite a bit. Um, We're pretty exhausted from the week. We did between 20 and 30 calls this week, I think, between the two of us. So we're switching things up because we're starting G42 March 8th, um, starting through 40 hours a week, minimum. Well, 40 to 50. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. So we're going to ch- shift things to groups. And so I'm going to do a men's group on initiation and what that means and how doesn't matter what age you are, how you can initiate uh, yourself and get others to, and you can also initiate others. Lisa's going to do a women's group yes, for married up, women, married women and single women and single women, yes. um, which will be awesome. And so those, we'll get those out uh, on our website starting in March. So those are coming really soon. Um, if you're listening to this and you want to do coaching, you'll also find those links uh, at com. Okay. What's the title of well, today? Well, we had something completely different planned. And then last night we were both like super riled up about a certain subject. And I was yeah. like, maybe we should pivot because this is affecting everybody that yes. we know. And it hit you hard yesterday. It did. You were sitting on our bed and you looked very down and I was very concerned about you. And you kind of lost a little bit of hope for a second in what we're doing and what we're called to, because we just have, have gotten so much kind of really heavy information lately. So you want to talk about how you felt yesterday? I do. Uh, I guess I got to be vulnerable, right? Vulnerability is one of our values and the way we communicate with the generation. So uh, it did. It hit me hard yesterday. Um, You know, with all the coaching that we do, with all the counseling that we do um, and the hundreds of people that we encounter of all ages, um, I'm just really concerned with the amount of prescription drug use Mm -hmm. that we're running into, which is just about everyone we talk to, yep. the amount of therapists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it's shocking to both of us that literally everyone we're talking to, especially in the millennial and and Gen Z, uh, are seeing therapists um, and multiple therapists, and they're going to multiple pro- programs. Mm-hmm. They're going through healing programs and health programs and diet programs. And it's just overwhelming. And I'm, we were, I was wondering. I'm not upset that they're doing all these things. I'm upset that nobody's getting any long-term results. Well, that's what I'm upset about. Yes. Yeah. I, I, listen, this isn't an anti-therapist. This is an anti-drug, although anti-drug is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, this is a concern uh, for not getting to transformation, not getting to healing. So for our coaching. Yeah. We're, we are, we don't have an empire mindset. So empire mindset would say, 
we're going to keep you stuck so that you keep paying us to coach you uh, so we can fund ourselves and what we want to do. Most therapists, and again, therapists will tell you this too. I've I've talked to many of them are trained to keep you stuck. Well, if they lose a, a patient, they have to replace that patient in order to run their they business. Lose their income. So it's a, it, and there's nothing wrong with making a living at all. No. Um, but it, it, the systems don't appear to be set up to actually bring true healing yes. to human beings. Right. And the fallout of that is, is deadly. Yeah. And, and deadly. And so this is the questions we just want people to ask themselves because a lot of people come to us with their heaviness, with their, with their angst, with their anxiety. It's in our own family, our own children deal with it. We have had moments of it ourselves. Yes. And it's becoming more prevalent, I think, during this pandemic. I'm hearing it in other age groups where we've been very focused on millennials and Gen Z and how they're, they are dealing with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts. A lot of older couples and families that we talk to are dealing with this as well because yeah. the media the isolation, uh, the lack of, you know, exposure to their children, their grandchildren, the things that really bring them life that maybe they've waited for their whole life for this season and is being stopped by this pandemic. So we're seeing it kind of across the board. Well, in that, if you add uh, the, the reason why it's so prevalent in millennials and I, and I have a lot of statistics we can we can give you. Uh, but millennial are going way quicker to drugs. It's it's out, it's unbelievable. Seventy percent or, or s- around seventy percent of all millennials are on some kind of prescription drug. Um, I want to read this quote to you. It's, it's quite amazing that in 2015, um, this is from the United Behavioral Health Society. Uh, in 2015, the total number of individual prescription medications filled at pharmacies was just over four billion. Wow. That's nearly 13 prescriptions for every man, woman, and child in the United States, according to the 2015 census. And what's happened, guys, with this pandemic and in 2021, that's quadrupled in the millennial generation. And they're just waiting to get the numbers on Gen Z. And so what's happened is, is this overwhelming amount. And again, people we talk to, I mean, I'm seeing this therapist for this. I'm seeing this therapist for this. I don't know how they can afford all of it. But, yeah, that's a very expensive way to live. But what happens is, is when you're when you're trying to keep people kind of in their stuff, you're not leading them to transformation. You just stay in it. And my heart is, and I had this conversation with our 30 year old daughter last night, Alexis, is when do you fix yourself? When when what did the generations before us do, first of all? Mm-hmm. And second it. of all, when do you just have to take responsibility for you? Right with the Father, with Holy Spirit, with Jesus, and overcome your issues. I want to say this really clear before you get started, because I know what you have is really powerful. Um, God created us to overcome. Mm. And it, we're in a fallen world, and, and your depression is not going to go away. Yeah. Okay. You, when you make an agreement with depression or anxiety or alcohol, I lost a brother to uh, alcoholism. He slipped on some ice and froze to death a year ago, a couple days ago. Uh, he would never allow himself to get to transformation. He tried to get everyone else to fix him and he wouldn't deal with himself. Now I, I get the addiction. I mean, I lived in it with him and I, I know how serious it is. And so I have a lot of compassion and a lot of grace, but my, my heart is, is when do we take responsibility for ourselves? Yeah. Because nobody cares. Not very many people care about your addictions or your depression. And number two, we're not created to, to fix you. Holy spirit is created to fix you. 
And when you don't go to Holy Spirit with your issues and sit in your issues and allow it to transform you and allow the Father to, with other people involved, mm-hmm. I think the reason why we coach is that we don't, we're not held to all the restrictions that licensed therapists right. are held to, uh, and we don't want sued from everybody. And then number two, we can be really honest. I do think the coaching is is a point of getting you to coach yourself and then to coach others. Transform people, yes. transform people. Yes, we are not trying to create codependency. And the second I feel it, that's when I when I start pulling. Well, other and, and out. so Lisa's like her women's group. She's going to take ten women in a group and teach them how to disciple one another, and then start their own groups because this thing is about discipleship, not an empire mindset. Absolutely. Have I said enough in my? Yeah, creation? we're done now. Good. Okay, okay. Go. okay. <laughs> happy hour. Uh, no, I think the questions everyone has to ask themselves is is what's working. And so, um, you know, my mother made me go to a child psychologist when our family went through some very significant trauma. Which is a good thing. It is not a bad thing, except for they just wanted me to keep talking about that same thing over and over again. Now, if I were to talk about the death of our son over and over again, I would stay in a place of trauma. Yeah. So the only thing that has healed me in the the trauma of the death of our son really wasn't talking about it. It was really constantly taking it to the Lord and allowing myself to grieve what needed to be grieved and and, and to build back on being an overcomer of those things. Yes. Took a lot longer with him than any other process I've ever been through, but I was also already in a broken state. Yeah. Like we thought losing our first spouses yours to death, mind to mental illness was the end all of end alls. And how are we going to survive that? I almost didn't make it through that. Many of you know, I was driving my truck towards a wall in 1999 on Christmas Eve because my kids were gone and my wife was gone. Um, and you know, that story, you got the call from the police that they know that story. We thought that was the worst. And then our son died. Yeah. And I wouldn't say worse or better. Right? I just think that trauma on top of trauma. Well, loser Michael was worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. And so we could have stayed stuck there. And again, this isn't some superhero status or a judgment thing. I I really want you to hear my heart. We could have stayed there and gone really bitter and angry and deep or just kept going to a therapist to deal with our depression and our emotions and kept numbing them with prescription drugs and alcohol and everything else. Or we could have owned it, sat in it, and then allowed it to transform us into what we're doing today. Which is the key that we've not, we've not done this in our parenting and we have not done this in the entire, with this entire generation. And so I do take full responsibility of the way that we've parented them and the things that we've taught them. We started putting these little boys on meds when they were very small, when they were really pretty much just acting like little boys. Yes. Right. So we've been, we've been over medicating this generation and we are the ones writing the prescriptions and we are the one taking them to the doctor. hundred percent. But I do understand parents are in a place where they don't know what to do. Yes. So I want to talk about all the different aspects okay. that this comes from. Awesome. So, and, and the whole point of this is taking responsibility for yourself, taking responsibility for you. Yes. And your own mental health and your own body and your, what you do so, have control so, over. So before you start, then uh, uh, go further is I hear this a lot. Like I literally cannot control the depression when it comes on me. I just go dark and I go deep and I, and I can't control it. But what do you say to that? I'm, we got to break it down. Okay. Because we are not just one part. We are a triune body, right? So you've, you've gone from soul work and all that stuff into heart. That's changed your life. It's changed the way you teach everything. We have to look and accept the fact that we have physical bodies. Yes. And so if we do not take into consideration what we are doing by choice to our physical bodies that may be feeding anxiety, fear, and depression, 
then why do we keep going to other people and asking them to slap a Band-Aid on something we're not taking responsibility for? Okay, so it's holistic. It's spirit, soul, body, heart. You're going to start with physical. That's, that's right? Yeah. Our soul. Is yeah. Fi- you're going to start in the physical realm of if we don't take responsibility for our physical self, then we can't even get a start. Yeah, and there is there is things happening with this generation we've never seen before. Oh, absolutely. So we it's sitting there criticizing them for struggling with this is non-effective because I always hear older people say, well, we fought in two wars and we came home and we weren't depressed. I'm like, well, but you were an alcoholic. You did beat your wife and you didn't talk to your kids. So you also did not know how to cope with your trauma. So this generation is being traumatized in a completely different way. Now we're overdoing it. If you leave Chick-fil-A and they forgot to give you a straw and you have to actually open the top of your drink and drink it, you're not traumatized. We can laugh, but that's actually, but we've heard these people have said these things. They didn't, they didn't give me the sauce and I don't know how to eat this sandwich without the sauce. That's not trauma. Right. Trauma is actually a full on attack on your senses and it stays in your nervous system. Yes. So when people see something very traumatic happen, just because that, that has passed and that's not physically happening anymore. It's still in their nervous system. Yes. Yeah. So that's You're describing this to me really well the other day. Yes. Uh, because I've lived through it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this, let's talk about the physical component okay. of this. Okay. So we've got, first of all, alcohol. I love me a good glass of wine. However, when I'm deep in grief, it's the worst thing I can do. Okay. Why? Because alcohol is a natural depressant. Yep. Yeah. So we have to take into consideration that if I am putting that into my mouth, it's going to affect me. So if I'm already sad, which I told you one day, we found out the death of an extended family member of mine, and I poured myself a glass of wine and I called you and I said, I don't drink when I'm sad. I only drink when I'm happy. So I put it away. And the alcohol is wine with friends is something I do to enjoy. Now, if I went to that when I was sad, that would be a numbing. Are you listening to this? Like if you're going to alcohol or marijuana, especially here in Colorado uh, or anything like that, because you're sad, Mm -hmm. then you're, you're going to cause more depression. Well, it's not only going to make it worse, but it's going to blanket it. And so you're not actually working through anything. You're just putting a bandaid on it. And then, and then you wonder why you don't want to get up out of bed on Monday morning and face your real life. Okay. And then let's talk about diet. Okay. Because our diets have changed drastically from the caveman days. Yes. We had to work really physically hard for our food. Now we don't have to work hard for our food at all. We have an abundance of food and we intake we take more sugar in, in a day than, than we're supposed to like in a year yes. in our body. So if you just you could we could spend the next month just talking about glucose, glucose levels and what carbohydrates and sugar does to your body, it is going to put you in a state of exhaustion. It's going to cause your adrenals to rise up and then then drain completely. So two quick examples. I read a study about a young man that was acting out in in high school and he ended up in a, in a mental institution. They put him on a really good diet. He's meeting with therapists. He's doing amazing. The therapist one day decides to reward him with a Snickers bar. And he started punching people in the face again. Wow. Now that might be an extreme example, but having raised Michael Black from the time he was six, do you remember how many conversations we had to have about his sugar intake? Because one thing of sugar, like our kids would get when we go to the movies and he would, he would lose control. Absolutely. So that was fine when he lived in our Mm -hmm. house and we could help him control that when he got a little older and he could just go to 7-Eleven and load up on it. We had no control over that. And his behavior was 
out of control. It sometimes. was altered, yes. Absolutely. Also, a young woman asked me to meet her at Starbucks, and she's telling me how she's depressed, full of anxiety and whatever. I buy her drink. Never heard of this drink before. She calls me the next day and says, I didn't sleep again at all last night. And I said, can we talk about what you got at Starbucks? Because we went at three in the afternoon. Yeah. It was the equivalent of three or six espressos. Yes. In one drink. Wow. She's still trying to figure out why she was depressed and why she couldn't sleep the night after we had this great conversation to break through because she had filled her body with adrenaline causing agents. And now she's sleep deprived. Hmm. So the one thing that all of our school shooters have in common is sleep deprivation. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And the sleep deprivation you're saying is mostly coming from what we're intaking. It could be what we're intaking into our mouths, but also can be into what we're taking in through our eyes. Okay. So the blue lights on all these Uh screens following us right now. Yes. Are the same blue light that God put in the sunrise that tells us to wake up. Okay. It tells our brain to wake up. So if you're looking at a screen before you're supposed to go to sleep, because this is the most sleep deprived generation we've ever heard of. We've never heard of this level. It's off the charts. Why is it? Well, it's the the blue lights coming through our screen have a lot to do with it. Okay. So there's very basic physical factors that I will work with anyone. I will sit with anyone and I will grieve with anyone. I will hold anyone's hand while they cry. But when they're not taking any responsibility, for what they're putting in their body, how they're moving their body. Like sometimes I am on my computer 10 hours a day, which means before I sit down to that, I need to get at least 10,000 steps in and lift some weights. Yeah. Because that's my job. I am on the computer 10 to 12 hours a day talking to people and I'm not walking around doing that. We weren't designed to function like that. So we're very set in area. So you're taking a ton of sugar. People are fueled by caffeine. People are fueled by energy drinks, but actually all it's doing is causing this huge peak and that fall is going to feel just like depression. Yeah. And one psychiatrist said it's almost impossible to have an anxiety attack when you have protein in your stomach. Mm. What? It is almost impossible to have an anxiety attack, a panic attack, when you have protein in your stomach. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> not that it's not That's impossible. Not some some people can be, can it can may happen to those people anyway, sure. but it's very rare. Okay. I like so, it. So and and again, uh, for us it's uh Every single day being around young people, we have to stop conversations for them to go get their Starbucks. Oh, yeah. it's a full on addiction. It's a full on addiction. Mm-hmm. And then we ask, you know, the generation to tithe back in or to give back in to G42 so we can establish things. And they just don't. I, I actually have a challenge. Just give up two Starbucks a month and give that money into what's feeding you, what's giving you life. Mm-hmm. And you'll see an increase in all kinds of areas of your life. Well, and that's why you and I have changed everything the way we've done it, because so many people wanted our time. And my question was, how how much do you value our time? Because you're asking us to walk away from time for our marriage, time for building our business, time for our own children and our own grandchildren. And for years, we just gave everything away for free. And then a light bulb went on that people don't value things when they're just given them. Yeah. You know, if you, you have to actually sew something into it, it has to cost you something. Right. Absolutely. And, 100%. I, and we all generation across the board, we find money for what we value. Absolutely. Every time. Yep. Like some of us spend a lot of money on our hair. Some <laughs> of us don't understand that. Oh, help us Jesus. Okay. 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 So just taking, taking responsibility for that. You know, that is a place of just real frustration when people are trying to help you and you're just like, can you just give me the pill? And then we, ha- we have to ask ourselves, like, are 
we cannot be upset with our medical providers because they are in a, a system that doesn't work for the patient or the medical provider. I think most doctors would really like to sit down and talk to their patients and get their full history, but they only are given five minutes in order for all these people to make money. They can only spend five minutes. So of course they're just going to throw a prescription at you because also the drug companies are making a ton of money out of that. So there's no motivation from the people that we think are taking care of us to actually figure out what's really broken in us. You know how many young women out there right now are struggling just to walk around their house and every dot, every test comes back clear. Yeah. And they're told they're crazy. But We've heard it all week. But there's We've an actual physical yeah. breakdown of our bodies when uh, it happened to me. Yeah. Stress, anxiety, all these things actually break down our bodies. And someone in five minutes is not going to figure all that out. No. Well, and again, they're being paid to prescribe those medicines. And so you need to know. Again, I don't think they're necessarily evil people. The whole system's broken. The whole system is broken. Right. Okay, good. Because so, I know a lot of medical professionals that are very caring, beautiful of course, people that amazing. went into that field because right. they and want therapists to help people. And, all and they're, those, they're yeah. are as frustrated as patients are. Right. They hate the way that's set. But it's a system and it's okay. broken. Okay. So physical, what you're intaking, what you're eating is really critical. I know a lot of people and you're in the millennials and Gen Z have gone vegan. I think it's great. I, I love meat, so I'm not vegan. Um, I know like one of our friends who struggle with alcoholism has, is doing a 30 day has for February, no sugar. So no alcohol. Um, we, I fast the first three days, just water of every month. We do it together. It's powerful because a three day water fast will completely reset your whole system. One of the best things you can do for your body. And then also it's good spiritually uh, as a discipline because some demons only come out by prayer and fasting. And if you're in a constant state, a disciplined state of fasting, the first three days of every month or whatever that looks like for you, that demon of depression, that demon of anxiety, because we are going to talk about the spiritual side, can be released from you. Because you're fighting it yourself. You're in charge of the spiritual side. Yes. You're going to end that on the second podcast. Okay. But I, a little teaser on the demons. Yeah, super teasy, baby. Thank <laughs> you for that. Okay. But let's let, okay. But let's think about that for a second. So what if we looked at this whole picture a little bit differently? Because we tend to have these fads that come in yes. and they pop up on Facebook. Yep. Like intermittent fasting is huge right now. Yeah. I tried it. It was the worst thing for me. So just because something's popular does not mean it works for some people. It it might work for some people, but actually when you are already drained and you wake up in the morning and refuse to eat or drink anything until two in the afternoon, because that's when you're going to break your fast, your body might be running really, really low. Yeah. And it might not be the best thing for you. And keto is very popular, but our body does need carbohydrates. Absolutely. And so when you're doing a diet, because it's it's a fad and you're so sick, you can barely move and you have what they call the keto flu. Maybe it's actually not good for you. Now, keto was great for me, but I knew I was only going to do it. You can't have beer on keto. Honey, I didn't have any. I know. But how fun was that? It was not fun. (laughs) I lost a lot of weight. And when I did hit ketosis, it was awesome. Yeah, we were it's, in much the Mediterranean. it's much easier for men than it is for women. Yeah. yeah. Well, no question. But yeah. I knew like anything in life, we do everything in moderation, right. even good things. That's the point. And so you've got to get back on those carbs. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to, we were 20, 23 minutes in. Okay. Okay. So this is a really simple way to help people think. This helps me a ton. Is I want you to start thinking about your mind, your body, your everything like you would a three-year-old. If you have not parented yet, that's fine. 
you have to have a niece or someone. We can't really fully disciple you until you do, but go ahead. <laughs> You're much easier to work with after you, you've been through the <laughs> you, you have lives that of, you, yeah. of parenting. Yeah. But think of a three-year-old, any three-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old even that you know, and you start thinking of your body that way. Now, I want you to think about what happens. Would you decide if, the, if a three-year-old had not eaten all day and you went to take them to the zoo at two o'clock in the afternoon, how do you think that's going to go? Not real well. Yeah. Why? Because he's going to be, his whole system's going to be off. He needs to eat. Right. Right. So does he care what the, the giraffes are doing? No. Probably not. No. He might even try to go over the cage to get to the giraffes, to get to their food or whatever. <laughs> so also think about yourself as a three-year-old. Let's say this three-year-old didn't sleep well last night and really needs rest, restorative rest, but you've decided this would be a good day to take this three-year-old on a hike at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, How is that going to work? Yep. They're going to be flailing, probably tired. You're Their legs are going to end up sure. carrying them. Okay. But we do that with ourselves all the time. I'm not, I'm not going to rest and I'm not going to feed myself what I know my body needs or my mind needs, but I'm going to push myself even further and everything should work out great. Well, and then when it doesn't work out, I'm going to go put drugs in my system to try to fix what I'm not fixing myself. Which wouldn't even be there if you had fed your body properly and if you had um, rested properly. Yeah. Now, and again, guys, make sure you hear us. There are times mm -hmm. that you need to take prescribed drugs. And don't stop taking no them question. immediately. It's and the don't stop do. taking them. Absolutely. But, and when you get this in your spirit, in your system, in your body, you can actually overcome some of this stuff on your own. Yeah. Okay. All by your own zone. Okay. Next, next scenario with our three-year-old. Okay. Okay. How many times have you heard a parent or an aunt or uncle, grandparent, mostly an uncle, they're always stinkers. There's a really, really horrifying thing that comes up on the TV. Okay. Might be oh. like when we're watching Ooh, the Super Bowl, some... when you're watching the Super Bowl, but the advertisement for this show that's coming out is so graphic and so scary. I'm thinking, is there no safe place? Like we can't even watch football anymore without this. And it's 30 seconds. But after the 30 seconds, I was like, oh my God, that show looks horribly violent. And what do we always say to three-year-olds? Close your eyes. No, it's not real. Oh, it's not real. Those are just actors. Those are, have you ever seen a three-year-old be comforted by a terrifying situation on a screen by someone just saying it's not real? No. They're still terrified. No, my mom would have closed my eye, even if some two people were just kissing or anything scary came on. You still turn away when she would start kissing. Yes, she would have closed cute. my eyes. My mom was a good woman. She was a good woman, but you could still hear it. Yes. If, if there's blood curdling screams and your eyes are closed, it's still going in. Yes. It's still getting a portal. Yeah. Okay. So do, does the, the theory work? It isn't real. No, it does not work because it is real. Okay. So not why do we, why do we binge on the darkest stuff or just watch the darkest thing? Okay. This is not popular. With and I don't but... care. People are dying. Okay. Our son died. We're not, not, not anymore. Okay. So what, so what I hear you saying is when you binge on. Or just watch one hour of a documentary. Or a, clip or a commercial. A clip or whatever. Well, why do we think that we're going to be able to tell the, th but people are seeking it out. Yes. That's what I'm talking That's about. That's the part you can control. That's the start part you can control. Is to go binge on a crazy, weird. Or just when that, when. Murderous listen, show. Listen, I teach this every semester. They all agree with me and then they go ahead and do whatever they want yeah, anyway. And then they call me. And I'm like, don't, don't ask me to pray with you at three o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep. Right. When you tell me that you're obsessed with, you know, serial killer 
drama. Yes. You're, whether it's real your or podcasts, true story or not, your, your podcast, shows, you're filling your mind with it constantly. Yeah. But you will take zero responsibility for the fact that that's going to come out somewhere. Where do you think that's going to manifest? So you're saying when you take it in, you it has to it's manifest. It's going to come out somewhere. See, people don't believe that. But the word depression is the pressing down, right? Yes. It's a pressing down of your spirit. That's good. So, That's so good. If you're if something that you're watching, eating, or the way that you're living your life is pressing you down, why do you think there's this one little thing that's gonna one little word from Gary Black or this little pill or this prophecy or this program is going to fix it when you keep going back? When the world race was really, really, I felt like we were really successful in seeing people transform yep. was when they couldn't have computers or, or cell phones. There was no cell phones. The second that our racers could take America with and them. all their numbing agents with them everywhere they went on the field, wow. we couldn't get as far with them when we would go see them. Not even close. There were, we, I, we'd have to spend months knocking down their walls that were put up with all the stuff that they had taken in before we could even start to get to their hearts. Wow. And it was hard work, which is why you were exhausted. So day. you're saying, yeah, it is why I was exhausted. So you're saying, I, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd watch some videos. I'd just watching what the generation's watching. And I have to be careful of that because mm -hmm. I take too much of that in and I find myself feeling depressed mm -hmm. almost instantly. I was depressed yesterday. I know, honey. It hit me. I know it did. It's because I love you. It's not because I'm judgment judging you. It's not because we're against you. We're we're really trying to help we're you. We're very concerned. We are. In we want to see you transform way. so you can do this with others. Man, this is important. It is important. Okay, so that's the physical. You're okay. so beautiful. Thank You're distracting you. me with your beauty. I hope that's not an anesthetizer because I'm gonna keep looking. Okay. okay. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up with this, and then right. we'll go into um, soul and spirit, which is I really want to hit. So part two is going to be part soul two and spirit. is soul and spirit. So this and is then, physical and, and just physical, and then just actually knowing the difference between trauma, regular, real life, like depression, which hits people. There's there's seasons, if, but if there's a pattern of it, where is that coming from, and what is that? What is it actually doing to you? So the problem is, is when people are experiencing normal grief, which grief comes up anytime you have lost something that you really value. Okay. So it doesn't have to be the death of a person. You could have your dream job and just have gotten laid off because of COVID. And you're like, I'm very sad about this. And everyone's so, you know, it's no big deal. It is a big deal to you because you lost something that was precious to you. So mm. that has to go through a grieving process. And that looks different for everybody. There's a difference between normal, healthy grief and a spirit of grief. Yes. Okay. And we'll hit the spirit later. Yes. Right. You can deal with that one. Yes. And what I want to hear what she's saying, I want you to hear what she's saying is this. You're going to have bad things happen. They're supposed to. Always. Always. Every day. I hear people who say, man, I, my, my startup, it's just not going to work. And then I hear people say, my 30-year-old company isn't going to work anymore because of COVID. You're right. And they are going to work. And they're not going to work. And you are going to feel depressed. And you are going to have anxiety. All those things are going to keep coming. It's what do I do with those? Where do I put them? And what are my mechanisms? What are my tools mm -hmm. that I can learn from Lisa Black to actually start overcoming those? And it's holistic. Mm -hmm. It's our physical intake. And it's probably going to cost you something. It's not going to be easy. It's if, going if, to cost you if, everything. If, you if you're looking for real, true transformation, 
so that you can be a healthier human being mentally, physically, and spiritually. You're going to have to do some work. It's going to be a little painful and you're going to have to commit because motivation is not going to get you there. No, self-motivation, self-will doesn't ever get you Mine goes like this. This is a 1 John 1, 9 confession lifestyle going to the father saying, father, my heart's full of anxiety right now. I want to kill myself. I've got a spirit of suicide. Father, will you give me a heart of courage? And I need to go to war against this spirit that's attacking me right now. We'll talk about that in the spirit section, but it affects us where where it all starts is where Lisa has started today is with the physical. And what is my intake of food, my diet? And what is my intake of the shows I'm watching and the music I'm listening to? Right. I was just coaching a kid a few weeks ago that was just hardcore demonic music (laughs) and he couldn't figure out why he was so full of anger and hate and wanted to kill people. He stopped listening to that and about because I asked him to. He didn't believe me for a few weeks and it kept happening. Nobody ever believes us. And he stopped and now his rage has gone. Right. It went away. This is how this is how careful I am is there's a show I'm watching right now that I'm really enjoying and it's very pro marriage and it only has really examples of really good men hmm. instead of a lot of shows tend to turn on males oh, or men females, are the worst thing. And, it, and it feeds that because my marriage is so important to me. If I'm going to do something that I enjoy doing. So the way I reward myself with 10 hours of writing is a bubble bath. Well, that's going to, that's going to feed my spirit, soul and body. And then sometimes I don't want to think about everything and I do want to put a show on, but I'm not going to put a show on that's going to feed something that doesn't need to be fed. Mm. And so this particular show that I'm watching is very, very, it shows really good, healthy ways that people are working through their marriages within a storyline. So it's interesting, but it gives me ideas for my coaching. It gives me encouragement and it reminds me what a good man I'm married to. Where if I watched some of these shows about deceptive men that are deceiving women, taking advantage of women, raping women, or cheating on their wives, which most of the shows are, if I have that much of that issue in me, it's going to feed that issue. Well, and I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to tick off a lot of you ladies, but even The Bachelorette, it's a pathetic, ridiculous, horrible, ridiculous show against women that's what i can't figure out is why these women like it okay. and they're portraying they're gonna say women. it's entertainment yeah but 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 what? How, well, how is it making you feel yeah. because i watched the first season and you said i really don't want you to watch this show anymore because it brought up all my issues from boyfriend's past the ghost of boyfriend's past came back and i was ticked yeah about being lied to, about being betrayed, about all these different things. And it was feeding that in me. And you were like, I don't like you when you watch this show. So I quit watching that show. You did. Thank you. It was, it was touching on my own areas and it was feeding an offense I already had. Yes. And it wasn't bringing life to my relationship. I guess we're not trying to be popular and trying to sell our podcasts. We're trying to, we're trying to help people get healing to people. So again, not real popular, but so we, we hit physical. Yeah. We hit some soul. Yeah. Let's get into that in the next one. We're going to we're gonna talk soul spirit. Soul and spirit, baby. Soul and spirit. Um, we love you. We're for you. We're for you if you're a therapist. We're for you if you're prescribing medication. We're there. We understand. We just feel like we know, actually, because we deal with this all the time, all the time, every day, that there are things that you can do that are hard, 
They're supposed to be, and they will change your life. They will start to transform you into a different person. A person that was depressed is now getting people that are depressed free because they were transformed. Instead of just anesthetizing and medicating a problem, they dealt with it. And the only thing I want to say last and least on the physical and, and, and the medication is our son was prescribed antidepressants. Yes. He was not mentally healthy at all. He took too many. And, um, but the, the side effects of the, the medication that someone had given him for depression and anxiety, the side effects was suicidal thoughts. Right. And so. And the only thing they found it, in it, his stomach when he was found dead was those pills. But across the board. Do your research. Yeah, I, I don't care if you are taking a aspirin from, you know, over the counter. Do your research on the side effects of these different things. Because if you're going to a doctor to get medication to stop your depression and the side effects are suicidal thoughts, I don't know how effective that medication is. So just read everything. Whenever, when you fell and got hurt and you were given medication, I read everything and I read everything to you. And I got so sick on that. You got really, really sick. And it was because that was a side effect and you couldn't figure out why you were throwing up. I said, well, it's a side effect of this medication. Yeah. So you, you you have to just have to be aware. All right. Be smart. Part two going to be crazy. Love you guys. If you have questions, comments, GaryandLisaBlack.com. Gary at the Black Tribe, Lisa at the Black Tribe.com for our email. Uh, listen, make sure and go give your buck or 10 bucks or 50 bucks a month to Patreon so you can watch the videos. We're doing other exclusive content that we're creating right now, some marriage intensive stuff that we're going to be putting on Patreon. Uh, also, uh, Apple and SoundCloud podcast, the Black Tribe podcast. Uh, it was cool. I was in Asheville a few weeks ago and there's people I'd never even met that knew our podcast, but didn't know who I was. <laughs> and we're talking about the Black Tribe podcast. That's really cool. Uh, we love you guys. God bless you. How handsome. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, it's awesome. Love you. Talk, talk soon. See you very soon. <laughs>